Self-esteem is shaped by our thoughts, relationships, and experiences. Self-esteem is your overall opinion of yourself, how you feel about your abilities and limitations. When you have healthy self-esteem, you feel good about yourself and see yourself as deserving the respect of others. But when you have low self-esteem, you put little value on your opinions and ideas. You may constantly worry that you aren't good enough. Sometimes our thoughts of feeling less than define who we are and how we allow ourselves to be treated in a relationship. Today, we're going to take a look at how to tell if your self-esteem needs a boost and why it's important to develop a healthy sense and own your self-worth and look and see, are you in a healthy relationship? Let's get started. Hello, I'm Lisa Bien, and welcome to Bouncing Back. God makes a way. <laughs> Be honest and communicate. Be your authentic self, that's yeah. so critical. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Bouncing Back. Let's welcome our guest. Erica D'Angelo is a junior here at Temple University. She was involved in a very abusive relationship for nine months. For the majority of the time, it was her, mostly having to check in with her boyfriend every hour if she was out, having to send her outfits before she would go out, along with preventing her from going out by picking her up from her apartment and taking her home. So she physically could not go out. Her breaking point came when Valentine's Day, he bought her a scale and he told her to lose 15 pounds. She realized what she was allowing him to do and she just could not take it anymore. Breaking up with him also was including breaking up with her low self-esteem issues. She has never felt more self-love than she has in the past seven months. She didn't even know what was happening at first. She just allowed it. And now she really wants to help people going through similar situations at her age. Welcome. Next guest is Allison Faust, a social worker and behavior specialist consultant. She has her master's in social work and will discuss the importance of self-esteem, poor self-esteem leading to anxiety, building self-esteem, and the effects on relationships. She will provide ways to identify low self-esteem and properly increase self-esteem and one's vision of him or herself. Allison will also provide us signs to assess an unhealthy relationship and how to rebuild one's self-esteem and prepare for future relationships. Well, thank you both for joining us today. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. So I'm gonna try to my hardest to be quiet and let you guys do all the talking. But, so let's start first with your story that you, you actually came to me and said, I wanna be on your show. I wanna tell your story. Tell us why you feel so compelled to tell this story. Um, I mostly came to you at first because I liked all the um, topics you brought up on your show, and I thought that this one was different, but also it could be an issue that a lot of girls, even guys my age, are struggling with, mm -hmm. that they don't really see as um, emotional abuse as predominant in relationships our age than, like, say, an older couple. So I really thought about it, and the more I had time to reflect about that relationship I had last year, gave me more time to think about it and to be able to talk about it and like want to help other people. That's great. So why don't you share with both of us about what your story was? Um, I met him in high school. He, uh, I never really was interested in him. He always sort of had like a crush on me. Uh, fast forward to college, we, we reconnected. We started hanging out more and I felt like um, comfortable and I felt like I should just you know date him it was easy it was easy Which yeah 
I have a feeling that we, as we go on in this conversation, we'll say that a lot of folks are in relationships that are unhealthy or healthy because it's easy, right? And it's just there, and it's mm -hmm. someone that you had a previous connect, uh, not relationship, but you kind of knew, so it's kind of like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I know this person, probably not going to be a bad thing. So you go out with them. Yeah, I start dating him. And like throughout the whole relationship, he was mostly, um, he's a very big into like fitness and health, um, whatever that means in his, like for him. But um, well, he, it's important to him that yeah. he exercises and he takes good care of himself. Yeah, but I think that was his own personal low self-esteem uh, that he like just executes. Uh, to make up for other things he doesn't feel. So uh, throughout the relationship, it got more and more, especially when we, like, because we started dating in the summer. So when I came back to college for my second um, year, he would try and convince me almost every day to go to the gym and work out and, like, wouldn't talk to me until I, like, would get back from the gym. So let's stop there for just one second, because I think that this is an interesting topic that we should talk about. You're in this relationship, and then we know that the ending, we know that it's an unhealthy relationship. We have identified that. But mm -hmm. in the beginning of a relationship, how do we know that it is an unhealthy relationship? Because I work out, and my boyfriend works out, and my boyfriend and I mm -hmm. kind of push each other mm -hmm. to work out. That seems kind of normal. Right. Yeah. And it can be. Um, um, having the partner, the relationship you're in, whether it's like friendship or romantic relationship, intimate, whatever, um, the, should be supportive and patient, right? So supportive in the sense of I want you to work out and it can come from a really like healthy place of, hey, let's work out together, it's good for us, versus I want you to work out because you got stuff to work on. Yeah. That's not supportive, um, especially if it's not something you enjoy. And patient, if that's not something you enjoy. Okay, well what is something you enjoy? Um, especially keeping, you know, doing something healthy. If that was his goal, we can do other things that you would enjoy more and you would feel comfortable about. But it's not supportive. If it's not feeling supportive. Um, if it's kind of like, get up, yes. you're looking fat these days, yes. you need to go to the gym, yeah, and that's like, not supportive. Yeah. Or if it's, hey, come on, I'm going to take you to the gym because we need to work out. Or let's take a walk. I mean, there's so many, you should feel supported, not pushed so that's great so number one is we want to identify that you should feel supportive yes. not push that's excellent yes. so now you're going out with him well like I do work out like I like to mm -hmm. like but like at my own speed at my own pace kind of thing and he would be like you're not going to the gym today here's an at-home workout to do if you don't have time and I'd be like I have like three classes today I'm involved with clubs I do other things and I was like I just like need like five minutes to myself so as like the fall semester went on he was being more and more like pushy about like getting me like thinking about getting me cycling classes for Christmas and like just like pushing me in a not critical yeah crit like in a very critical way and it's not like I'm like no I don't feel like it. I'd rather sit on the couch and eat chips it's like <laughs> I'll go when I want to go right. so that's an excellent point that's another great point you were already working out yeah you didn't really need to tell this guy wasn't really there to tell you that you had to work out yeah. he was telling you to work out but you were like listen I'll go when I want to go mm -hmm. so that's you know absolutely and that and thought processes right so what we're thinking is really um, triggers behavior so if that's all that he's thinking about and then for you then that's probably consuming a lot of your thought process so, oh my gosh he's gonna ask me about the gym or we're gonna talk about weight or this yeah. is gonna consume our entire relationship your behaviors are either gonna go into okay I guess I have to do this all the time and the things that need the attention that you just said 
are not going to get that or it's going to, you know, you're going to see some anxiety about it. Oh my gosh, she's going to ask me I didn't go to the gym. And then we look at depression and it goes into so many other things. So, so low self-esteem, I mean, just, it just, you're right, it just funnels into uh, so, so exactly. many different things. But I want to, let's get through her story and mm -hmm. then we're going to go more. Mm -hmm. So you're working out and then he gives you a scale on Valentine's Day, which by the way, I really don't re recommend for anybody watching the show. <laughs> a scale is not like that's a dream like gift. Yeah. A blender or a vacuum. That's not the gift you want to give. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I really wanted to get more involved with school. So I went out for sorority recruitment and he was totally against it. Totally didn't want me to do it, but I did it. And by that point, it was like the end of January and it was starting to like, like I was over it for a long time, but like you said, it was just easy and I felt like I had to be in the relationship. He bought me nice gifts besides the scale, like he would buy me nice things <laughs> and like, you he know. He bought me nice gifts besides, besides the, the scale. scale. So like, I just felt like. <laughs> a gift certificate to a Weight Watchers Yeah, program. right. <laughs> but so once I got in my sorority, um, he was just, I guess, very jealous that I gave my attention to uh, like, another thing in my life so oh so that's interesting too yeah so it's interesting that you've done such great self-work to see that well look he's jealous of the attention that i was giving to somebody else that's a isolation is a huge part of identifying low self-esteem and yeah. he wanted you isolated yeah like you said he would pick me up fridays from school so i didn't go out when i did the one time i went out for my birthday in november made me text him like every so often so by the beginning of february before valentine's day i was so annoyed disgusted wanted to do my own thing and then we had a horrible weekend that weekend and then tuesday the scale shows up and i was just like no <laughs> i was like i can't do this anymore and that was that so you broke up with him and you yeah. stepped away from it mm -hmm. now you feel like you're on this road to lo loving yourself yeah but so it sounds like she still has, we all, not that you still, <laughs> let, me, let me say that we all have work to yeah. do in that area, right? Oh Every single person who is watching the show, we all yeah. do sitting here. So just because we're talking about this, this subject matter doesn't mean that we have nailed it, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Everybody has something that they're not confident about or they don't feel um, that they're great at or they want to work at. And there's that healthy level. It's, you know, defining, okay, what's not healthy where it's easy to kind of attack me without it being clear necessarily. Um, and where I feel okay about this is something I need to work on, um, but in a healthy, um, supportive, and gradual process. So I have a question. Did you ever go to your girlfriends during this time and say, well, this is what he's doing because on college campuses you know that's mm -hmm. who your family is your family or your girlfriends sure. and you're in a sorority right did you ever go to them and say he's texting me all the time because some women i think some I, oh let's say men or women anybody in the relationship may say oh my god they're texting me all the time they really like they really care about me they mm -hmm. may see that as love mm -hmm. and they must misconstrue that as love did you ask anybody else is this normal um part of me like didn't because it was like embarrassing like I felt like he was mm -hmm. being like my father and if my dad did wasn't texting me like Erica what are you doing like why should anybody else like my okay. dad's happy I'm living my life mm -hmm. we're going to continue our conversation in just a minute we're going to continue our conversation about bouncing back from unhealthy relationships when we come right back
Welcome back. We're talking about bouncing back from unhealthy relationships today. Well, I could just spend a whole lot of time talking about this, so let's get right back into it. You were talking about texting and, 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 and having a relationship with your father, I guess, and how much your dad would text you. So I, that's, it leads me to a great point, a great, a great question, I'm sorry. Did your mom and dad teach you how to have self-esteem? Did they ever have that conversation about, Erica, here's what it means to love yourself. Erica, here's what it means to take care of yourself. Actually, I am so blessed to have the parents I have. I'm very close with both of them. And from a very young age, especially my dad, always showed me how I should and shouldn't be treated. So when this all like came like crashing down this relationship, my dad was so hurt. Like he was like, you know, like he couldn't believe somebody was treating me like this. So I made a face. What's that? Well, it's fun. <laughs> I caught parent, that face. <laughs> as a parent, I can appreciate that. And I think sometimes, too, when we talk about, like, an unhealthy relationship, a lot of people go to, like, the extreme. Like, you weren't physically, you know, assaulted or anything. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the line gets very gray, like, but is it abusive? Is it not okay? Is it okay? Because it wasn't you know, the most extreme kind exactly. of danger in a relationship. Yeah, my dad didn't see him hitting me, so he wasn't like, this kid's a bad kid. Right. So the like the act he would put on in front of yep. my parents okay. hid everything he was basically doing. So, so your parents liked them? My parents, I mean, not so much my dad. My dad could like kind of tell, <laughs> but my mom thought he, I don't know. My mom is like my best friend. I tell her everything. It's a fine line yeah. as a parent, yeah. right? It's, it's a very fine line as a parent to say to your, your child, male or female, mm -hmm if you don't like their partner it's very challenging to say if, if you know we don't like your we don't like the partner that you've picked because the first thing they're going to do is run to that person right? right so maybe the best advice we can give people is if you're in a relationship whether it's a friend your dad or mm -hmm. even uh, a sorority sister mm -hmm. and you see one of your sorority sisters maybe mm -hmm. being in a bad relationship what advice can we give to maybe help build their self-esteem how do we build people's self-esteem right. as friends absolutely because the, the first thing you want to say is oh my gosh there's something up there's something wrong this isn't this isn't good this isn't healthy um, but like you just said that'll kind of push them closer it would be more of showing them support you know you can offer some kind of hey I'm just seeing this maybe about the person's behavior y you might have changed in some things you would have done you probably withdrew to an extent mm -hmm. right uh, isolated a little bit um, and instead offer that support. Is there something going on? Like, do you want to talk about it? Um, more supportive rather than attacking, even if that's not your intention. Um, because with the low self-esteem, he still was giving you, he was giving you a ton of attention. He was buying you gifts. So even though it was unhealthy and it mm -hmm. was past that appropriate line, still there was a part of you that felt kind of good. Like, okay, I'm like his whole world, um, until it didn't. Yeah. Right, um, and at that point, you probably weren't sure what you wanted and didn't want. So I have a boyfriend. I'm in college. I got, I, you know, I have everything. Oh, going. and when you're in college, uh -huh. you think that's the most important thing to have, sure. right? I'm in college. I gotta sure. have the boyfriend. I want to have the perfect life. Well, guess what, guys? There's no such thing as the perfect life, right? I want to have the perfect college experience. No such thing as the perfect college no. experience. It's all of our own experiences, right? Right. So I guess my question is, I'm dying to know the answer to this is, do you believe that we are born with healthy self-esteem? Is it innate in us? Or is it possible that we can learn? I guess it is possible that we can learn, but I sometimes think that people are born just by the product of their environment and they just have unhealthy self-esteem. I think environment is everything. Um, I really do. 
you know, if you grow up in a house where you're constantly told very vague, you're great, you're wonderful, you're beautiful, you're great, but not anything specific, it kind of can go into that road of just this unhealthy level of like self-esteem. Well, I'm great. I don't know why, but you know. <laughs> I'm great, but I, I don't know why. I know so, I am. So let's give an example of So what would more be. specific, you know, especially um, if we're going even younger and we're starting to build that healthy self-esteem as a, as a kid in elementary age, um, you know, wow, that was a great, that was a gorgeous picture you drew. I really like what you did there. And kind of giving specifics, what does it look like when you do something great or what about you specifically um, and not just kind of your hair looks really pretty today which is a great compliment but about you right because um, there's gonna be days your hair doesn't look <laughs> great but your personality will remain the same um, so really building that um, so it's the the compliments and all the positive thought um, is more about the person rather than kind of what you're looking at there because the thought process is what drives the behaviors it's inside and so absolutely. it's all absolutely. all the work comes from inside absolutely. and so it's uh, I wrote a book about self-esteem and building your self-esteem and I, I wrote that it's hard work and when before the book was yes. going to be published someone said take out that word hard whatever you do take out the word hard because nobody wants to work hard and I said but it is hard work <laughs> it, it is, is hard. hard work we have to wake yes. up every day and tell ourselves, remind ourselves of who we are, especially in today's world, right? So today's world, we have all this social media, yes. all this, your age is just <laughs> brutal with it, right? You know, you have, you feel, look at all the pictures, you have to look great. Mm -hmm. So I guess, what are some tips we could give mm -hmm. everybody, right. maybe how to work on their inside, right. not on their outside, right. not go to the gym, but do something else maybe. <laughs> right. Um, and for some, that is something that really, you know, yeah. helps, um, you know, really identify what you don't want in not just boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, but in life, a life goal, a relationship, whatever that may be. What don't you want? And then narrow down to, okay, what do I want? Um, and the relationship I'm in, the career I'm in, whatever that may be, is that something that is getting you further to whatever that, that goal is? Um, and really assess do your does your self value and how you see yourself and your worth um, does that coincide with each other or is that going against how you see yourself and what you do want um, and if you're in some type of relationship um, where you're thinking to yourself oh, I see some of these kind of similarities that I'm hearing here you assess nope that's not working and really you kind of got to face it and accept you know, I might have to make a decision about this um, and be okay with that. Like making a huge change, whether it's, um, you know, a friendship or a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, that's going to be painful to some extent, even though you said, I'm done. There's still kind of a grieving because you were together for, you know, several months. So there's still that point, but be okay with, I do have to change something and it's not going along with the plan I have for me. That's exactly what happened to me. I, once I cut him out of my life, um, I had the support and the love from the people I just met and I met some of my best friends through this organization people like girls gave me such so you had to be you had to become okay with the change there's so much I want to talk about okay so first <laughs> identifying the change and making the change yeah. right yeah. there's a lot that happens in between so you identify the change I want to not be in this relationship anymore yeah. and let's let's face it healthy relationship doesn't necessarily mean boyfriend girlfriend it can right. be any relationship absolutely right so I love what you said first we have to identify the change and then we have to make the change well how do you get to there <laughs> there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on in there yeah. because suppose it's a relationship that you can't break up with yeah 
how do you create healthy relationships with people that you really can't break up with? Right. Um, and that's using a support, and you mentioned a lot, um, really trying to, and that would probably be a big thing is in that in between there when you said you felt embarrassed, that would have been the time to be like, who, who do I value and who supports me and who do I know I can trust, whatever advice, whatever is coming. The support in your, in your community, right, um, in your environment is who to go to. Who do I really value what they're saying and won't judge me? So you probably felt if I did go to someone, there would be an amount of judgment. Like, how could I let this happen? in a sense, yeah. putting ownership on you, which isn't fair. Yeah. Um, but using the support around you. Um, I think creating healthy boundaries is really important oh, very too. Much. Because let's face it, you know, you may have a brother or a sister or somebody that is, uh, that is not healthy for you either. Mm -hmm. And you have to create some really healthy boundaries. And I love what you said, you said assess. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. I think we all need to mm -hmm. remember to assess our relationships. Right. I think we get in this, we get on the, I call it the treadmill of life. We get on yeah. the treadmill and we go da, 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 yep. Monday through Friday and we're working and we, and we work for the weekends, boom. So, and make yeah. the change and be okay with it. Right. And you're, we're, well, as we change and we develop that healthier sense of self, a lot of people aren't okay with it, right? So mm -hmm. how, and I also love what you said about identify what you want. What do you think about creating almost like a core values sheet, yes. right? Oh, absolutely. I actually I actually have like I bought a bunch of mantra brand pens and like have like post-it notes about like um, I know you've said this before to me that when you wake up in the morning you you pipe yourself up. I like I mm -hmm. like that's what I like I had to love myself first before I before anybody else can like allow anybody else to do that. Well, we really have to like, not only love ourselves, we have to like who we are, genuinely like yeah. who we are as people and accept it, right? And I don't think people realize when they don't love themselves. Like, that's absolutely 100% true and I don't think people always recognize, oh, I guess I'm really not loving myself. So that's something yeah. to look into. <laughs> that's an excellent point too. So many people will talk about, oh my God, I had the worst day ever and I'll be like, well, was it a bad moment that you just, mm -hmm. you just made it the worst day ever and you're beating yourself up? Yes. We do that, right? Yeah. So sure. low self-esteem can lead into sure. anxiety and what? Exaggerating things like that is, is another big thing with the low self-esteem. You know, and there's days when you're like, we're just going to call that a day. Like, we're just done. We're going to move on. Where it's like <laughs> yeah. every day it kind of just builds and you're exaggerating. And you're like, that was really bad. Was that really bad? And kind of, you know, self-assess in a sense, you know, when we're talking um, about you know, your morning ritual or your daily, some post-its with some positive affirmations um, is a good thing. And even at the end of the day, there always should be something where you're like, okay, that, that wasn't too bad. Like that was yeah. okay. Or, or that went well or that, you know, trying to find that. Because if you can't and you're having constant negative thoughts, thoughts and you're critical, that's definitely a huge sign. Everything is going wrong. Everything probably isn't going wrong. But if that becomes a consistent pattern, it's probably time to really assess, is my self-esteem not at a good place? Mm -hmm. Well, so it's interesting that you said that about the negative thought mm -hmm. process because mm -hmm. I, I think I read, I forget what the statistic was, but we spend more time talking to ourselves negatively yeah. than positively. But you know what, I could spend a whole other hour maybe <laughs> too talking about this, but we don't have the time. We're running out of time, so I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you to my guests, Erica D'Angelo and Allison Falls, for joining us today on Bouncing Back. We all define relationships in different ways, and they can be the most meaningful part of people's lives. 
all couples, all couples run into relationship troubles, but we all need to make sure our relationships are healthy to begin with. In order for a relationship to be healthy, it needs a few key ingredients, healthy communication, healthy boundaries. Relationships that are not healthy are based on power and control. Remember, that's a choice and you deserve to be respected and there is no excuse for control of any kind. Sometimes relationships can feel like a lot of work. A thriving, healthy relationship requires some give and take and absolutely is within your reach. If you think that you're in an unhealthy relationship filled with negativity or you're not sure, please ask a family member or for a friend for help. Remember, you deserve to be in a healthy relationship. And let's not forget, the relationship you can always boost up is the one with yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa Bien, and I look forward to seeing you next time on Bouncing Back. Hello, I'm Lisa Bien, and welcome to Bouncing Back. That makes a way. <laughs> Be honest and communicate. Be your authentic self, that's yeah. so critical.